Hello and welcome to episode 214 of Beyond the Weight with Henny and Sandy coming to you live from Toronto. We're really close to each other. I think this morning, um, it took me, I think it was like 10 minutes. I think I it's at 10 minutes. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say it probably is about a 10 minute drive. It's very yeah. close. Yeah. Excellent. It's very fun. Just very, it was fun. Anyway. If, if, <laughs> if it feels, yeah, if there is something different, like it does feel different to know that I'm talking, like I'm still talking to you on the screen, but I'm talking to you like a 10 minute drive away as opposed to an eight hour flight away. It does feel different. Well, also, you know, that this morning I got out of your bed. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> that and was drove 10 minutes. That was particularly close. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then now we're speaking and then I will be coming back to your bed tonight. Correct. Correct. So you can just think whatever you want to think about that. <laughs> there's, and there's a nice warm spot for you, Sandy. <laughs> um, so listen, so I already told you this, but I have to tell the, you know, our, our avid listeners, listen to what happened to me this morning. So I'm at school. The day hasn't started yet. And it's about to start like we're maybe five minutes before the school day has started and so by this point pretty much all the teachers are there and people are sort of moving around in the hallway some people are going out for supervision some teachers you know everyone's using the bathroom before the day gets started so everyone's out and about and the the staff is very friendly and very supportive and and like kind to one another as a whole like truly like even there are some personalities on our staff that don't really get along but i have to tell you like this year everyone is kind and supportive to one another even if they don't really like each other like it's it's really quite nice to see so anyway i see this teacher in the well, no, I, I, a teacher walks by my office as I'm coming out of the office door and she turned to like say hello to me and I asked her how she was doing and she said, you know, whatever, you know, like hanging in there or something like that. And I said, yeah, me too. And so then I said, you know, have a great day. And so I went to like, you know, walk away and she's like, you know what? And I said, what? She's like, it looks, it looks like you've lost some belly fat. <laughs> and I was like oh and so then I said well I said I I have been trying to lose weight so thank you for noticing and she was like yes she's like I can really tell thank you so much and like off I went like because like what do you say you know well it's it, it's such it is such an odd thing it's a very particular like area like she's targeted in on an area correct I mean I mean, it's I. It's nice that she said, like, you know. Oh, belly. you know, no, you know. She, she, didn't, your, she didn't say okay. lose. You know what she said? She said that that it looked like my belly fat had gone down. <laughs> I just had to look for the exact wording. Yeah, looks like your belly fat has gone down. I was like, well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the part of my body that I'm the most self-conscious about is my belly. So, I, yeah. you know, that's a kind thing to say. Right, because she could have said, like, your face looks thinner. Right. I mean, I would have liked that, too. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't look thinner yet. So, you know, fair. She would have been lying. <laughs> but, like, it's just... Okay, so a few things with this, like one, I have learned that there is a particular culture of individuals and maybe there are multiple, but 
there's a particular culture of individuals that that I work with that are very blunt in the things that they say yeah. relate to weight. Yeah. And so they they are the the first and often only people who will comment on your weight whether you've gained weight or lost weight. They'll yeah. comment both ways. Yeah. And and I have learned over the course of many years that this group of people this is just what they do. You know? Yeah. And so cuz I remember the first time someone ever said something to me, I was like like it made me very uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, like I don't need people in my workplace like yeah. you know and and just like this one like 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 the the way they phrase things and the way they say things I'm Mm -hmm. like really like you know like I don't know I feel like I would say like wow you look really great yeah (laughs) you know but yeah anyway that's yeah my apparently my belly fat has gone down okay so so that's how I started my day this morning. It was a little, and then you got a little, a little hop in your step, a little skip in your I was step. Like, okay, all right, all right, I'll take it. <laughs> Walking a little taller, a, a little bit less belly fat didn't hurt anyone. <laughs> but well, it's yeah, and it is, yeah, <laughs> I know. I mean, when I lived in Asia, you know, I remember going into a store and they're like, you know, nothing, no, nothing to fit you here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, great. Okay. Well, was I buying anything for myself? Like I was just going to look around, but sure. Think maybe you don't want to waste your time with me, you know, or you're thinking you're doing me a favor, but same thing. They don't think it's, you know, they didn't think anything of it. Yeah. It wasn't hurtful or anything. No. It was no. a factual <laughs> statement. Correct. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> yeah, no, no intention of being hurtful at all. No. This is oh, so, so funny. People are funny. People are funny. <laughs> but you that, but you do need to. It takes a while sometimes to become accustomed. Mm-hmm. You know, and Absolutely. to recognize that no one is being hurtful. It's just that. You know, one, they just, maybe they just don't even put the same weight in quotations, yeah. you know, well, on. Very funny. <laughs> the physical appearance. Your for physical sure. appearance, right? Yeah, for sure. So, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I know you messaged me right away. I was like, that's interesting or something. Just, <laughs> it was just so funny. I was like, I have to tell, I have to tell Sandy and I have to mm-hmm. tell Tim and I have to tell Ned, all these people. <laughs> They all have to know about my belly fat, according to this teacher. <laughs> you, know, you really should create a, a group chat for things that you're going to tell all three of us. And I should. Just at once, because then we would also get to comment and then we could read each other's. That, that is true. That is true. That would be I will, so fun. That okay, would, I will do that. I, next time, I'll do that. Next time, I'll just <laughs> tell you all in a group chat. <laughs> well, I'm sitting here. I'm at my son's, my, you know, Graham's. And this is yesterday. And Alexandra says, did Brock tell you a secret? I said, oh, dear. I said, no. And then she, oh. <laughs> so I don't say anything. And of course, my mind is going, what could the secret be? Why would they have, why would he have said something to Graham and Alexandra and not to you? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. She's, they've told him a secret. To oh, keep. they've told him a secret. And she wants to know if he's told you. And I'm like... Oh, this is a dangerous situation. So, where did my mind go? Well, you immediately think that they're pregnant. Thank you. You know. Yep. 
But then immediately I'm like, well, wait, but we just had the shower today, the bridal brunch, and she was she had a mimosa and she was also drinking sparkling wine. Okay, so that can't be it. So that wouldn't be it. And and then and so I was like, I said, do you have something you want to tell me? <laughs> this is after waiting. She goes, I'm not pregnant. <laughs> Good, because that is not something I'm prepared to deal with right now. Oh no, they're they they they're getting a puppy. Oh, they're getting a puppy. And I'm like, I thought you weren't getting a dog because you can't afford it. Okay. Oh, well, Bill, Bill's given it to us as a wedding gift. Right. But the the only cost associated with a puppy is not like getting the puppy. What about <laughs> everything that comes after? Like the food and the toys and the crate and the medical bills and the and the and it's, the well the medical bills are really you know so i said uh okay she goes are you mad i said well, no why would i like why would i be mad but when oh it's in nova scotia oh so they're getting it this summer yeah so the only thing is because they're getting it like the like the week they get married and then we'll be bring driving back with it. Cause I said, well, okay, well, here's the thing is we've got the Airbnb where you're getting married and you can't just bring a dog. No. And we're so, there. So are they going to, they're going to get a brand. And is it a puppy? It will be it's a puppy. It's already born. They've known since February. So they haven't said anything and they've named it everything. Oh, wow. Hmm. Anyway, I said, well, we're going to see the woman. It says that, that if you have pets, like to bring in a dog, then you have to, uh, and if it's going to be inside, which is also kind of weird, I guess, my, why would I bring my dog and then leave it outside? But I don't know. You have to ask before booking and then pay a security deposit. But I'm already paying a security deposit because there's more than five people who will be okay. at, the, at the event. So, okay. I mean, a security deposit is nothing. I don't care. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah. Just, when I th- I, just when I thought, okay, I have everything all worked out of my head for everything i'm feeling good you know my my other daughter-in-law had got me on the right track about the wedding she's like drawn a floor plan like we've got everything all good so i was like okay things are going good anyway anyways i mean it's a have a poo oh okay a friend of mine has a have a poo and i i have a friend who also has one yep. and I mean, they're, cute. Has one. they're adorable they're cute but i mean all puppies are cute so the dog will be six months old when they go by the time okay they so there. not super puppy but i mean still a puppy like yeah. you're, a, you're a puppy and, you're two and we'll be with the mother the whole time okay. there was eight born he's the only one left of that color like he was all the other ones were one color and he was a different color i think he's oh. brown they were all black okay um but i'm like well but you still have like anyway it doesn't yeah, yeah, they're getting a puppy. So, anyway, and the new condo that they are—they've just yeah, moved into the okay. condo building—is pet friendly. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They are. You can have. And that was the other thing because they often watch um, my daughter's dog, and they've committed to doing that. You know, and but that's okay too because, um, because um. Uh, you can have more than one dog. Oh, there's, okay. There's like all these rules about right. how many animals, and that if the, if you had the animals before this day, then the, you're grandfathered. But as soon as the dog dies or the animal dies, you can't have any more. Blah blah blah. So. Gotcha. 
I think they can have two. Maybe they can only have one. Oh. I, I don't know. Anyways, uh, that that's, was that's. Oh. I mean, that's pretty big news. Yeah, but she's like, "Are you mad? I'm not. I forgot." I mean, are you a little annoyed that it's May and you? <sighs> I th- it would have been better. Well, yeah, that does kind of, but. Yeah. And I think it was only because Bill has also given them like an old crate and all of that. And so now that all this is in the house, but it was like in closets and they were, and they knew I was going to be here today by myself. Right. Okay. (laughs) So this reminds me, this is actually a perfect segue. I had no idea of any of this information. I did not know that this is what was going to happen. But on my way home from work today, I was listening to the latest episode of Normalize This, which is a podcast I've talked about on this podcast before and I and I really like it like the first couple I was like mm, like I want to like it I'm not sure anyway they have really hit their stride either they've hit their stride or I have just like warmed up to them I find them so entertaining these two co-hosts and I really really I really quite enjoy it anyway this week's podcast episode was called coming clean oh dear <laughs> And so it was all about like, what does it mean to come clean? Mm. And, and then, you know, what, like, what are some different scenarios in which like either one of these podcast hosts may have come clean or when did people maybe come clean to them? And like, what does that actually entail? And when should you come clean or not? Like, it's all this conversation about that. And so just now, like they had to come clean about the dog because like, what were they going to say if you saw like a crate in one of their closets and then and then they pulled out like oh and then we and then they, look at these cute dog dishes we bought like they started pulling stuff out you know from their yin yang it's like ever <laughs> anyway well when i move into my new house you know what i will not be doing getting a dog correct correct nor will i be getting pregnant and neither of those things. <laughs> neither of those things will be <laughs> The new house will be just enough. <laughs> well, and a new job, I guess. And yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. So tell me about the podcast. This well, sounds- yeah, it was. It was. It was really interesting because they were talking about, you know, first they say like, okay, so here's the the concept come coming clean. And then they're like, well, what does it really mean? And so even that to hear each one of them kind of explain to you, like what they're thinking when they hear that term, like Mm. one of them immediately said, it sounds like you have done something wrong and now you need to like take accountability for it. And then the other one was like, Hmm. okay, but I don't think you necessarily have done something wrong. Like, I think you're just like sharing information that you were holding, like that you were withholding before. And then that led into a whole conversation about, okay, if I'm withholding information Mm -hmm. and now coming clean, I'm revealing that information. Was I withholding it on purpose or I just happened to be withholding it? And so if I... Like, if it wasn't a purposeful act, then when I decide to share it, is that still coming clean? Like, it was this whole, like, kind of conversation about what exactly does it mean? And, yeah, I'm not sure. Because I also, when I hear come clean, it sounds like you're fessing up to something. Mm, Yeah, but I, I... Either that or that you have been withholding something. It doesn't necessarily, and it doesn't mean that you've done something wrong, but it could also be something where you feel the other, the person that you're, you're withholding it from is 
going to place some sort of a judgment on it. Mm -hmm. Right. So whether they have the right to get mad or not, you do feel that they're not going to approve of whatever it is that you're going to tell them. Right. Withholding means that you, I think just to withhold something means that you are willfully keeping something to yourself. Correct. Like it's not like information, you know, sometimes you have those people and then they're, they're like, Oh, but then they give you more information was well, like, did I have to ask you for every little detail of the story like if you had told me that this changes the outcome or the decision I would make yeah 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 I so I have um I have a friend who doesn't withhold in so so my experiences with this friend have made me learn more about myself because he doesn't withhold information purposely. It's not like he's purposely not telling you information. He just simply doesn't say anything. And so you have to ask direct questions. And uh, then if you ask the question, he'll tell you the information. Right. But like, you can't just say like, you know, like what's going on. And he'll just be like, you know, like, uh. oh, nothing, same. You know, but then if you're like, okay, well, last time I talked to you, you like you were seeing this person. Are you still seeing that person? And then the whole story comes out, you know, like I'm like, but I had to ask that, you know, but I know that I also can be like that. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, having these conversations with him and, and sort of having this experience with him where I'm like, really like nothing like this whole big thing that I didn't even know about has gone on in your life. And then I say like, what's going on? And you're like, eh. Same old, but like, yeah. but, I, but I know that I have done that in the past too, or, or I mean, maybe I continue to do that. But um, so I, yeah, I, it has made me rethink about, okay, I have to be, I have to be more conscious, like make a more conscious effort mm. to share information with people who are important to me without like needing them to ask me about it. Right. Because right. I think, you know, depending, I, obviously, depending on the relationship, depending on the circumstance, the time, mm-hmm. whatever, right? But in that case, it's not like, it's not a matter of, I was purposely keeping this information. It wasn't a secret. Yeah. It was just, yeah, I I think for me, often it's just that I don't think that they'll care. Like, or yeah. it wasn't, either it wasn't significant enough that I thought it was worth telling or it was significant, but it's over. And so now I don't need to like go into it again or, you know, like all those different things. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I mean, there is one thing and like one area of my life where I do sometimes have to come clean Mm -hmm. and it's always related to food and my weight. Oh Yeah. Because that is information that I withhold. Mm-hmm. Because I'm embarrassed about it. Yeah. So then I don't want to tell people. Right. And so then, you know, my body does the talking. I but that's the thing. That's the thing. <laughs> like, because so it's that so is a taboo thing for anyone. Not that, And I'm not just talking about you, but when when any of us do that, is that then it becomes something where people around us are afraid or don't want to, they don't know what they should do if they should even say anything because they don't want to make us, you know, quotations feel bad. Like we, you know, it's like we're, we already feel bad. 
it can't feel any worse. I I feel bad all of like all on my own for my own business. Like someone saying something to me is not someone saying something to me is not going to make me feel bad. Or it's not even gonna make me feel worse, in fact. No. Like in fact, it it almost makes you feel better. It makes me feel better because like someone like you've done for me or Tim has done for me, like like it it's someone like relieving me of having to come clean like it's like yeah it's not exactly to say like you're giving me an out because you're not letting me off the hook for anything but you're just like it's sort of like um you know like a like a pot with a lid that's like chingling on the top you know and it's just sitting there and then you're the one who just is like well you can't get the lid off yourself so I'll just plug it off for you (laughs) and and, and I mean unfortunately Mm-hmm. I, I need that sometimes. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I'm fortunate, I guess, that I have people in my life who will do that for me. Yeah. But, but I know for me, it took a long time before I would say anything because I was thinking like, I don't want to say anything. I, it was, it was odd, but now that, now that, I mean, yeah. that once it happened, then it was just like, okay, it's, okay. Done. it's yeah. fine. But yeah. I think, I think that what it, what it does, and I, I you'd have to say for yourself is that it actually does make you feel better because then you have an outlet. It's not just in your head and you're really like, you're thinking all the things that. Uh, well, and, and that was, it was interesting it. because everything that the two co-hosts on the podcast were talking about, like any example they gave, and it was a wide range of examples, like anything from having like had a secret that they withheld that finally they had to share or like feeling angry about something but not letting anyone know that they were angry about it and then finally sharing their anger or like um the one podcast host said like when he first came out like that was a a a sort of coming clean you know Mm -hmm. he's like and he's like and that wasn't a secret or anything it was just like me like saying what is honestly what I'm feeling you're like all of these instances but it all came back to it always makes you feel better yeah you know? Yeah. So if, if it's, if it's about you, right. If I think if it's about you, if you're coming clean about something related to you, it, it always makes you feel better because like you said, like you're just carrying that around with you. It's constantly reverberated in your head. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's one of like, I mean, it's maybe the only thing or one of the only things that you like are consistently thinking about. And so then to share that with someone else is like, whew, well, it's yeah. like to use the analogy of like taking yes. the pot, like the lid off the pot, it allows the steam to come out, you know, yeah. like it, it makes a difference. Yeah. I think that just when you were, um, you were talking about the hosts and the co-host of the podcast and the anger and sharing that because I think that that I don't think that there's you know there's very few people in the world where that hasn't been a situation when you've been upset with somebody mm. and either it takes a long time to say it or you never do and it just continues continues I mean I really it's I mean it's hard right it's hard to tell especially especially it's well there's two scenarios one mm-hmm. is and I I mean I've this was a, a version of me. It's like, I, then I just would never speak to that person again. Mm-hmm. But then you still see them once in a while. And then mm-hmm. it's, an, I hate that. I cannot handle, I would rather tell them than to have that feeling mm-hmm. 
of the awkwardness. Sometimes you do say something and you still have that feeling though. Because it never yes. gets result. There's no resolution to it yeah. because the other person doesn't receive the information or doesn't take yeah. responsibility or you can't at least come to some agreement that, you know, maybe I overreacted, you you underreacted. And somewhere yeah. in the middle, we just need to decide whether or not the relationship is worth continuing or, you know. Yeah, yeah. But but I do really believe now that when you're upset with somebody, one, you should let them know it's not fair to be upset with someone and they have no idea. Because sometimes people don't know yeah. that they've done something and that's not fair. And it it's not fair. It's not fair to them. It's not fair to you. You carry it around and you're the only one that's bothered by it. Yeah. Well, because in the in in many of those cases where you are upset about what someone else has done or what someone else has said in like it often happens that the other person has no idea exactly and they're left guessing they're trying to figure it out yeah yeah you know and sometimes they'll come and say like are you upset with me and you still don't say anything yeah no no fine it's fine it's never yeah someone tells you it's fine it's never fine no if you find yourself saying it's fine stop yeah yeah check yourself remember this conversation yeah. Is it actually fine? There is fine is not a state of being. <laughs> no. It is not. <laughs> no. no, you're so Ooh. you're so right. Ooh. But yeah. then it's on you to decide what you want to do with that. Yeah. Right? Like it's on you to say, okay, how do I put words to how I'm feeling? Mm-hmm. Or if you're not willing to, then you gotta get over it. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like, yeah. it's, it's not someone else's uh, job no. to, to sort out your emotions, right? No. No. Yeah. When oh, all these life lessons come. I know. It was really, it was really interesting. It was really interesting. I, I really quite enjoyed it. And so, and so then at the end, so for like the last maybe 15 minutes of the podcast, they do like an an about face. So they move away from whatever topic they're talking about. And then they do this like little game. It's not really a game, but (laughs) whatever they call it a game, you know, keep it or curb it. And so then they'll, they'll share something that they've read in the news or that they've heard is happening. It's a social Mm -hmm. trend of some sort. And then they decide if they would keep that trend or if they would like get rid of it. And so the trend on today's episode was, and apparently it's a Canadian company that has made this. It's a Canadian company that has made, has designed these rings and like they're of different colors, I guess. I think it's, I think they said it was blue or green. I can't remember. But anyway, they're rings that they're encouraging single people to wear on their like ring finger um, when they're, you know, out and about or whatever to like sort of like declare to other people who are out and about that they are also single. So, and I guess whatever this company is that's created this, they're, it's a way, like they're trying to create some sort of a way to make it easier for people to meet and date like offline as opposed to online. Because if you went to, I don't know, like a sporting event or a yeah. bar or like, and then in you line saw, at Starbucks, right? And then you saw someone yeah. wearing this ring, you would know that they were single and you were yeah. too. And then you could like strike up a conversation or whatever it might be. I, and so like, I like it's it. a little weird, 
but I kind of like it. I, I like it a lot. I know. Because you can't just look to see if someone has a wedding band on because one, a lot of people choose not to even have a wedding band or to wear yeah. anything. Yeah. And, and if they don't have a wedding ring on, they, they could be in a relationship with someone. Correct. Well, I mean, like me, like I've, yeah. I've been in a relationship for eight years and I don't yeah. wear a ring. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's, oh. yeah, I just think like, I just thought like at first I was like, really? But then the more they talked about it, I was like, I think this is a great idea. I like it. I do. I do like it. Yeah. Oh, no. So is it, did they like it or they also, bo- they also both really liked it. And one of them is married and one of them is like maybe casually seeing someone right now, but okay. both of them were like very pro. I also feel like, like everyone should have the opportunity to do that. Like, yeah. you know, like I, I, I really don't, I really don't like you know, that you only get to do something if you're this, like you, you only get to do this or you only get to wear this or you only get to go here if you're, you know, if you have kids or if you're married or yeah, if, okay. you know, like, yeah. you know, I, I really, I'm not into any of those things. And so yeah. I like the idea of like, there's also a ring if you choose to be single, you know, yeah. like, you no, know, I mean, I, I think it's kind of cool. Yeah, I do. I do too. I like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Anyway, that was that was the other part that was oh there was one other thing that they said today that was so funny because mm-hmm. the one girl was saying that she like it's an like an expression that she made up like that she uses but the the context would be like if you're just sort of dabbling in something but you really need to like get right into it she's like okay. you know like don't don't play in the bird bath if what you really need to do is take a shower. <laughs> okay. And I was like, this is such a strange thing to say, but like yeah. also kind of funny. Right. Like I was imagining someone like, you know, like f- like flicking some water from the bird bath at yeah. them. I was like, oh yeah, all clean now. No, 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 no. Like march yourself to the bathroom and hop yeah. in the bath, you know. <laughs> hilarious oh my goodness wow that was that was what i that was what i learned today on my drive home from school well that that sounds fun actually a couple of weeks ago no it's been longer than that but we had we had both listened to an episode of maintenance phase yes that was about sugar yes and so not just oh can you hear this now this drilling in the background. I can hear the drilling, but it's not a super offensive. I think it's no. Okay. It's like, you know, why did they do this? Why, 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 why? It's four minutes to five. They should be finished for the day soon. Anyway, so I re-listened to it because we had never spoke about it. Yeah. But do you remember? Do you remember the podcast? I remember listening to it. And so I I feel like you having had just fresh ears, that, uh-huh. that this will be helpful for us. But yes, for you, it'll be helpful for you. Because I'm going to say one word and you're going to be like, oh, yes. And I remember the whole conversation. <laughs> her That's not necessarily true. <laughs> so I don't, I don't have a photographic memory. Oh, or a, or an orographic memory, I guess, would be. Yeah. If you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have either yeah. of those things. <laughs> so, so they, so the, a couple of things in it were one, this, I don't even know what, 
what you want to call it uh old wives tale okay about giving kids sugar Mm. and hyperactivity so if Mm. you give children sugar that they are going to go crazy Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which which they've actually proven is not true at all correct and so it it got me thinking because one of my youngest granddaughter will often say that and this is because we've been told she's been told this yeah you can't have sugar before this because it, you can't have it before bed. Yeah. Or you've had too much sugar already today. Yeah. But then she's going to, like, at what point will she maybe hear different information to yeah. say that that's not true? Like, yeah, I mean, maybe never, but certainly not as a young, like, certainly not as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so so I guess that they had done many studies where they gave families either uh, they had given them like a specific diet to follow and had removed like all sugar out of one family like or one group of families yes. like given them saccharin another family yeah and anyways and one Sorry, one was one was they they consciously knew that they'd removed all the sugar. One was they replaced any sugar with saccharin, and the other yeah. was they re- did they 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 used some sort of a placebo also because yeah. it was yeah. three different situations, right? And right. they and I remember this that they completely controlled all of the food that these families yes. consumed. They they were the the researchers were in charge of yeah. everything. Correct. Correct. And only to find out that it didn't have any effect. Whether they had sugar, they didn't have sugar. The belief being that, well, if your kids go to a birthday party, mm-hmm. they're going to get, you know, they're going to have cake, they're going to have all of this stuff, and they're going to, you know, they're going to go crazy because kids go crazy, you know, at, at a situation like a birthday party, mm-hmm. anywhere where there's going to be that type of food, you know, and that type, but the, yeah. but they, the, the reality is, is that the kids excited because they're at a birthday party. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like that's, it has nothing to do with the birthday cake. No. It has everything to do with they're in a new situation. Mm-hmm. They're at something that is being like built up by the adults to be exciting. Yes. Right. They're typically their have friends. less, they're with their friends. They have less yep. supervision. Yeah. They might be doing something that they don't ordinarily do. So it's mm-hmm. novel. Like there are so many things about this birthday party scenario yeah. that are uh, different and new and, and like agitating, you know, that yeah. have, that has nothing to do with the food. Right. That is being served. Yeah. Yeah. The, the other is, uh, you know, they, uh, oh, for ADHD mm. is to not give sugar. Like there's, there's certain sensitivities and blah, blah, blah. Mm. And, and that also has been, you know, proven that has absolutely no effect. Yeah. I remember when I was, when I was younger, maybe when I was in high school, there was a big push that. Like no one could have a particular like red dye color, right? Mm -hmm. And especially not 
children that had ADHD. Like they right. weren't to have this. Like this yes. was this was what was setting them off. This is what was causing yes. you know, ADHD. Like it it just it's so silly. It it actually it makes me think of our conversation last week about almond moms. You know that, yeah. that you know that that it's so. But it's because there's so much information out there, mm-hmm. and. You know, well, like the, like the keto gummies, you know, like there's so much information out there that, and I think we're always looking for, we're always looking for a quick fix, but we're also always looking for something to like, to like a place or a, 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 a person to lay blame on. Correct. Right. Yes. Because it's easier for me to understand something or to overcome something if I can say, well, this is why. Right. Like it's, it's this thing's fault or it's this person's mm-hmm. fault. It's not, has nothing to do with me. Here's, here's yeah. the reason for it, you know? And yeah. so I think we're, when we see that kind of information, you know, in, in the news or, you know, on our Facebook feed or wherever we see it, mm-hmm. we're quick to grab onto it because it feels, uh, it feels useful. It feels you know, like it alleviates stress and pressure, you know, yeah. it feels, it feels good. And so we're like, yes, that must be true. Yeah. Even though there is absolutely zero science to back it up, mm-hmm. but it, it matches what we'd like to think. And so we accept it as true. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I mean, it's, it's, again, it's like the sound bite, you know, so the headline says, blah, blah, blah. And we never follow through and read the whole article to, to, you know, to, to to find out whether, I mean, you know, some you, and we've talked about this before is that sometimes the headline, what they say in the headline is not even in the body of the, of the article. Yeah. You know, it was, it was the thing that got our attention, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. anyway, I mean, it was, it was so interesting to, to listen to it. The other thing was that, you know, it's uh, sugars as addictive as heroin. Mm. also not true mm-hmm. they actually say that i think it's it's like the the most addictive um Pro, or, uh, substance. Uh, substance yeah sugar yeah. yeah that's the like that's the myth that floats around yes exactly yeah, yeah. Uh, it's thing is you know how do you how do you unravel all of that Mm-hmm. you know, all of the, the information that's been around for 20, 30, 40, 50 years, mm-hmm. right? You, mm-hmm. It's, it's difficult. Mm-hmm. It's difficult to, mm-hmm. especially if it's helping to push forward a truth that you have bought into or something yeah. that you believe. Right. Right. So it's, it's, it's easier to unwind things when they go against what you want. Mm-hmm. You know, it's hard to to figure them out when they sort of are in line with what you'd like. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the thing with the thing with like sugar and the heroin addiction comparison. I mean, it's based on it's based on studies with rats first. Yeah. Right. It's it's yep. not based on on human research. Um and uh, to my to my knowledge anyway. Mm-hmm. 
and what what it really showed was that in the rat's brain the same part of the brain lit up yeah when the when the rat consumed heroin as it did when the rat consumed sugar Mm -hmm. because what what they're saying is the the pleasure center in your brain so the part of your brain that is looking for dopamine when it gets a hit of dopamine you know when it gets that that those neurotransmitters that say ooh this feels good this is nice that's the part of the brain that lights up and so the you know the research is, is saying you know sugar does this heroin does this too and, and so you know that makes sense yeah <laughs> you know and so so then to take the next step to say it's as addictive as this like okay that's not what the research actually says yeah right yeah. like that's yeah. that's what happens right you 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 take you take what they did find and then you make some sort of a claim from it but the claim is not actually right right yeah yeah i mean it yeah, yeah i mean it I mean, I'm sure that there are other things that you could consume or things or act like activities that you could do that would have the same response in your brain. You know, Mm -hmm. like if what if if what makes you feel really, really good is like curling up on the couch with a book. I mean, that part of your brain could be activated. Mm -hmm. You know, if you really love going on roller coasters and you're on a coaster and you're super excited about it like that part of your brain could be activated you know like it's it's not just sugar yeah you know yeah i guess the i guess the part about you know the you know that it could be addictive I don't know. I don't know. I don't know enough about it. I don't know enough about food and and substances and addiction to to say something, uh, you know, certainly, or to say something that that is definitely truth. So take what I'm saying with a grain of salt. But but what I do know about food is that food in general can be an addiction for some people. In the same way that like nicotine can be an addiction yes. for some people, mm-hmm. right? In the same way that, you know, yeah. cannabis can be an addiction yes. for some people, right? It's it's not that it is going to necessarily be everyone's addiction, yes. right? It, and it is true that, that there are certain substances um, that have addictive qualities, right? There is something about them mm-hmm. that makes you susceptible to want more in general, but that doesn't mean that every single person is going to have the same reaction. And, and that's what they, that's, you know, one, that's a good point because that's exactly what they were saying is that you can't say, you know, that all children um, or will be hyperactive after having a chocolate bar right. and a donut and a whatever, right. because right. each of us is individually different. Yeah. And why, and so why do we believe, why do we believe that some people can be addicted to alcohol, but other people don't like they aren't? Yeah, 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 yeah. Why do we believe that, but we don't believe the same to be true? Right. Yes, because some children will 
react differently when they are. It's that we all learn those things about ourselves. We, we know like some people can have, I can drink coffee at night and fall asleep. No problem. Yeah. But other people know that if they have coffee or caffeine or a a caffeinated anything after, you know, 12 o'clock or one o'clock, it will affect them into the day, the rest of the day. That's it. Right. So the, and, and, and that's the thing with any sort of like anything that you put into your body, right? Yeah. Any substance, any food item, any drink, you know, like it, that's it. it. It impacts each person differently. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if I was to be drinking coffee every evening, I'd have to actually cut back or stop to see if it made a difference in the quality of sleep that I had. Mm-hmm. But for me to, you know, occasionally, and the only time I ever have coffee at night is when I'm in Canada. Oh, interesting. Only only time. Because I would never at night go and make one. I don't even, like, not even every night have tea. I've I've kind of gone off that. I've been drinking water. But er, when I'm here, quite frequently I will stop at a Timmy's, you know, after and grab a coffee. Yeah, just because it's easy to grab here. Yeah, yeah. Whereas in, in Peru, you have to, like, make it yourself. Correct. Yeah. 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 Okay. Or go to a Starbucks and if it's at a Starbucks, I would have a cappuccino or a latte, but I wouldn't be out at night anyway. Right. I'd right, be right. in the house. So, um, it's, I guess it's just lifestyle change, you know, difference. So, but. Uh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's, uh, we, we've been programmed and just told so many things. And, and I think that's, that's the, the challenge is to try to keep us open to questioning or seeking different information or, you know, considering different things, you know, as, as, as we hear different information or even looking now that we know, we, I mean, it's so accessible to even look to see, you know, what studies were done, what, what was the basis of this information being uh, you know, told as truth, mm-hmm. um, especially, especially the, the, the different diets for children or adults with ADHD. And now we know that there are a lot of adults that just were never diagnosed or adults living with it. It's not just for children. It's you, mm-hmm. you continue. We just, as we get older, I think that for the majority of people that they just learn coping mechanisms to help. Right. And as uh, kids, they just don't have the capacity to do that. They don't understand how to do it. So, yeah. yeah, there's there's this image that that has gone around on social media quite a bit. And every time it every time it comes up on my feed, I'll always send it to my sister. My So my sister does have uh, an attentional deficit that is diagnosed. And uh, and so and so this this image is like it says like typical person telling a story and then it's a flow chart. And so it says the start and then it has a straight line and then it has the finish. (laughs) And then it was like person with ADHD telling a story and it's like the start. And then like the flow chart is going all over the place. There's all these like little stops and dead ends and whatever. And then there's no finish. Like it just keeps like going. (laughs) And so every time I see it, I send it to my sister because she is notoriously a bad storyteller. because she'll start telling something and then like go off on a tangent about something and then she's just done. And, and so sometimes I'll be like, is that it? She's like, yeah, I think that's it. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> like what, what happened to, 
good story. <laughs> it's, it's, it's very funny. Now, is that something, though, like when she was younger that she would not have been able to, like, laugh about or acknowledge? Um. Yeah, I mean, she wouldn't have, she wouldn't have, like, started telling the story. Okay. Because she would have already known for herself that this yeah. was probably the situation. Correct. And, and was it, I mean, so obviously even when she's talking to someone she's very close to and comfortable with, she still does it. It's not a situation where it's in a, you know, at school or in front of a group of people. Or, right. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. When she's, if she's ever in a formal situation where she needs to make sure that her train of thought. She, yeah. However, she, <laughs> uh, presents herself orally is is coherent and like and uh linear yeah she she will practice like and rehearse what she's gonna say and then she often will have like a list of like in her in her like either a note in her phone or or a note on a piece of paper yeah. that has like a list of the things that she needs to make sure she she says like if she goes to a doctor's appointment for example right. she has a list of all of yeah. the things wants to make sure that she covers mm -hmm. um but I mean like this is the thing like too and and we talk about this all the time and I think I maybe even mentioned this on the podcast at some point but we talk about this at school all the time too you know this idea of universal design right that you you teach people strategies that mm -hmm. are necessary for some people but useful and helpful for everyone yeah, yeah. right and so mm -hmm. you know like I know that um, you know, certainly that my sister feels that she could not make it through a doctor's appointment without a list of the things that she needs to say. But if mm -hmm. I'm going for a doctor's appointment, I am also taking yes. myself a list because yeah. like, why wouldn't I? I want to make sure that I don't forget anything. Mm -hmm. Doctor's appointments can be stressful in the moment, you know, yep. and, or they can be like, uh, like you feel like you're being hurried along. So you want to make sure that you hit all your points. I mean, you know, so these are strategies that while they may be necessary for her, I mean, they're, they're helpful and useful for all of us. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. You know, and I, and I think that's the case with anything, you know, it's, it's, so it's this idea of universal design started with like, with uh, physical developments or physical buildings, uh, you know, such the, the biggest example being a ramp. Mm -hmm. and ramp is necessary for some people, but it's helpful for everyone. Yeah. It, like some people need that in order to get into the building, but like, you know, all sorts of people find it helpful. Lots of people would choose the ramp over the stairs, even yeah. if they don't necessarily need it. Right. Yeah. And then we've changed, like we've morphed that idea into everything, right. Whether mm -hmm. it's a learning strategy or a coping mechanism or whatever. I mean, I think even when we're talking about health and wellness, like there are things that may be necessary for some, well, for me, the only thing that is going to prevent me from eating something is either not having it in the house or mm -hmm. having it like not opened yet, you right. know? <laughs> and so that is something that is necessary for me. It is necessary for me if I'm not going to eat the cookies, that the cookies must not be in my house. Correct. But that could be helpful for other people. Like yes. people might, you know, for the most part, they're only going to have a cookie or two. They're not going to eat the whole thing. But if they don't have the cookies at all, that's helpful. Mm -hmm. you, you know, so yeah. I, I think when we're talking about strategies for anything, I think 
often it's applicable to everyone. Yeah. Maybe not everyone needs to use the strategy exactly that way. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's actually more inclusive too, because it doesn't um, target or mm -hmm. it's not the word I'm looking for, but you know, point out people that necessarily need to have it just to cope. Correct. Right. Correct. Yeah. That's that's it. That's it exactly. Right. It's it's a it's an inclusive way of thinking to say here is something that we could all potentially benefit. Yes. And what yeah. you might find is that doesn't really work for me, or that works really well for me, or yeah. I absolutely need to do this. You know, and yes. with with a silly example like the cookies, some people might say, you know what, I tried not having cookies in my house for a while, but when I don't have like the ability to take one or two cookies from that package, mm -hmm. you know, every other night for a little snack, then I start looking into other things. I really need to have that cookie package. Yeah. And I say, okay, no problem. And then other yeah. people say, you know what? I used to think that I needed a cookie every night. I don't have the package in my house anymore. I don't need mm -hmm. them. This really works for me. And mm -hmm. then there's people like me that, you know, cookie monster who says good thing they're not here. Yeah. Well, I mean, we were, we went on our, our walk the other day and had our ice creams and such. And then, um, and Steph said to us, you know, I'm, she was going to be oh, yeah, baking right. stuff, right? Because she said, like, I know I need to have that little, that little something. Yeah. To finish things off, she said, what she said, and like tie a bow on it. Yes, <laughs> at yes. The end of the day. At the end of the day. Yeah. yeah. I need something sweet yes. to finish the day. Yeah. yeah. And, and so, and that's, and so she was planning on making a bunch yeah. of like little muffins and, and breads and things, you know, like little sweet things because yes. those are a better alternative than yeah. maybe some of the other sweet things that she might grab for. Exactly. And whereas, whereas, what what I found, and I know, Sandy, that you found the same, is that I actually, I I don't need something, yeah, to yeah. to tie a bow on my day. I thought that I did, yes, but it so turns out that if I eat enough at lunchtime and at dinner time, I don't need something before I go to bed. Yeah, yeah, you know, and so you know, everyone, you know, has different strategies that that could be potentially beneficial for anyone mm -hmm. and you, you don't know until you try it. Right. Well, and then you, you might realize like, Oh wow, this really works for me. Or yeah. you might say, this is not, this is not for me. Yeah. And sometimes we need to challenge those, those beliefs that we think that we do have to have. Right? right. Well, because sometimes we just say like, because, and I've totally been guilty of this, mm -hmm. especially like at a WW workshop yeah. where someone will say, well, I do this. And I would be like, well, I could never do that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I didn't try it. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. Like maybe I could. Yeah. You know, <laughs> So, you know, sometimes you just have to, like you said, you just have to be open-minded and you have to say, well, you know what? I don't, I don't, that, that feels very contrary to what I'm doing now, but I mean, I'll, I'll give it a shot. Yeah. 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 I mean, I certainly didn't think that I would be, you know, like putting nuts and seeds in things, <laughs> you know, like. You're crazy just, woman. You're crazy. Like, turns out I love it. I, I love to throw a couple of walnuts on top of my yogurt yeah. in the morning or like, you know, throw some pumpkin seeds in my oatmeal mm -hmm. or, you know, like, I mean, turns out I'm, I'm quite, uh, I, I quite like it and I'm quite capable of doing it. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, not even like doing it in, in without eating the whole bag. Correct. Yeah. Well, I mean, doing it wisely, let's be honest. Yeah. Because like yeah. where the walnuts are concerned, like I bought myself like a little small package. Oh, okay. That I, it's like, right. That I can, you know, divide yeah. into even, although, you know, this, this, uh, this week I bought that same little small package, but I thought instead of divvying it up into five, I don't need actually that many walnuts on each of my breakfast. So I, I use a little bit on each of my five, like ready-made breakfast. And then I have an extra little container of them, partly because I knew you were staying over and I thought, Ooh, I'll save some of these for Sandy. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but, but you're right. I mean, I wasn't, you know, now and down on the extra walnuts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, I mean, this conversation went everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> it sure did. But I think, uh, I think it's still solidly connected us back to why we're actually here. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I agree. I hope. <laughs> if not our listeners will let us know yeah mm -hmm. and i can i'm confident in saying listeners because i know we have at least two people who listen every week yeah, so that's right. I, I can say listeners yes <laughs> yeah 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 well sandy it's been a real pleasure talking to you from 10 minutes down the road i know and i'm gonna see you later sounds great <laughs> <laughs> Oh, all right. Well, looking forward to it. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. And honey, I will see you uh, in, you know, a couple of hours. Two or three hours. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Sounds great. <laughs> okay. Okay. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>